The wins are two and two. Are we excited? Are we concerned? Ari Graham's here to talk about it. Locked on women's basketball starts now. You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Well, hi there and happy Thursday, everybody. I'm Howard Megdahl, host of Locked On Women's Basketball. We come to you with full action from all 12 WNBA teams. We've got reporters in every market. Ari Graham is with us from Dallas. It's it's just mind-boggling when we consider how much wisdom we send to people every single day. Don't you agree? Yes, definitely. So you can follow it. Make sure you're subscribed at Locked on WB on Twitter. Make sure you're reading what we're writing over at the next, uh, thenexthoops.com. Make sure you subscribe. Support the people who are doing this work, who are going to events in the community, going mm-hmm. to the Dallas Wins games. You know, make sure that you show the love for the people who are doing this work at thenexthoops.com. Ari's got a great piece about Arike Mwale literally shooting the lights on and we'll get to that mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I need to just start with and we talked a little bit about this before we came on the air dallas is two and two mm-hmm. they've done what they've done they got two big road wins this is excellent they're on pace to improve upon what they did last year they'd make the playoffs if the season ended today mm-hmm. but something feels off it feels uneasy and i just just like top line before we get into some of the specifics why do you think i'm off on this you're you're close to the team you see it you're in the arena like, tell me am i wrong here i wouldn't necessarily say that you're wrong i would just say that it's a little bit too early to tell mm-hmm. only because they haven't had their full roster yet um, things have picked up very quickly and there's just hadn't been a lot of time for dallas and the teams in general just to gel there are a lot of teams that are struggling worse than Dallas. Mm-hmm. You know, Minnesota didn't win a game until this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was, and we had Jackie Powell on the program yesterday, but I was there to see New York lose to Connecticut by, I, I go back and look, but I think 187 points. I mean, it was just not a good night for the Liberty and, and yeah. like, people got injured, you know? So like these things happen, but I, all right, let's get into some of the things that make me, uneasy and a place where i want to start is a conversation you and i have been having for months now right kiara mccowan is here kiara mccowan if she is on the floor is one of the dominant players in the wnba since arriving here she is coming into the season this is one of my favorite stats about her 14th in win shares among all players in the WNBA since 2019 which is a crazy number for someone who only started 49 games coming in So she comes over. I understand it's late. I understand you have to get her in the flow. But we're now three games in, and she's averaging 8.3 minutes per game. This was supposed to be the big acquisition this offseason. Take me through what you're seeing and what you're hearing about Tierra McCowan. Okay, so we actually talked about this with Coach the other day after the Washington game. Uh, the The biggest deal is that she has not had any practice time. I believe she's only had one practice with the team since arriving. 
Uh, Coach Johnson told us that she will get more time this week when they play against or next week when they play against the Sun back to back. Um, but she hasn't had much time to get in there and really get into a good flow. You know, basically they put her in for defensive reasons when they get behind a little bit um, and then to aid with rebounding. You don't really see her a whole lot involved in the offense at the moment. Mm -hmm. And I think that's going to come later. You will see that this was one of the better acquisitions or the best acquisition for the wings. I, I think it makes a lot of sense though. Again, it goes back to like, how do things come together, right? And we mm -hmm. talked about pace too. And they were ninth in the league in pace last year. Mm -hmm. You add Tierra McCowan to a team that is currently 10th. I know the coach wants it to be first. Mm -hmm. I don't think you necessarily need to do that in order to win in this league. I think we saw mm -hmm. the Aces bully ball people to death for a couple of years. And the Connecticut someone 26 and 6 playing slow version of what the aces were doing, which was fast bullying. So I think there's just a lot of different ways of going about it. I don't think McCowan gets you to that point, but she is, she's so effective uh, in the paint uh, at the offensive end as well, just for a team that just scored 68 against Washington. I, mm -hmm. I don't know. Listen, listen, I'm a play the big 35 minutes a game kind of person. I know that's a traditionalist viewpoint, but I also remember her in Mississippi state. And Vic Schaefer just wouldn't take her out. Mm -hmm. And she, he almost won a title that way. Yeah. I mean, but it's a, you know, it's a little different when you get into the league. Like she still needs that time to figure out how the offense works. And I, I believe she'll get those minutes. It's just going to take a little bit longer. I mean, you just had Satu come back as well. So you got to find a way to get all of them involved. Um, so she's, she's doing what she can and what she's allowed to do. But I don't think people should worry. She's going to get the time and she's going to be, very, very effective for the Wings this season. I appreciate the reassurance. I do. And, and, but to your point, it's a really important one. Satu Sabali being back, in a lot of ways, this is a team that probably needs to have a significant number of lineups with Tierra McCowan at the five and Satu mm -hmm. at the four, right? I mm -hmm. mean, is that, do you think that is probably the likeliest set of lineups uh, that they're going to use for them to be most effective? Yes, most definitely. Um, I believe like the other night with Washington, a walk was playing that four position kind of mm -hmm. rotating. And I believe between her, Satu and even Izzy getting in there uh, playing off of McCowan, uh, we'll probably see that a lot, especially when they want to go big, especially when they need to go defensive. And uh, if they're struggling offensively to try and get back in the game. There is a wealth of talent there. I mean, we're talking about Izzy as effectively a fifth big in that scenario, mm -hmm. unless Charlie Collier, last year's number one overall pick, is your fifth big. Unless mm -hmm. Alok is your fifth big, the number two overall pick last year, who, who arguably is showing more this year than she did throughout the entirety of last season. So yes. it, it's, an, it's a good problem to have. I guess I would just kind of circle back to the pace part where mm -hmm. trying to get them – the type of minutes where they're all given an opportunity to succeed makes it difficult to play as fast as Coach Vicky Johnson wants them to do, right? Mm -hmm. And so I just go back to Connecticut. I'm watching them the other night, and Dewana Bonner, there was a couple of lineups, and Kurt Miller talked about this before the game, who's going to try it. But there were a couple of lineups where Dewana Bonner was the two, right? Mm -hmm. And you had, you had Bree Jones, and you had Alice Thomas, 
and you had John Paul Jones. And it was just this crazy big lineup and it was effective and it was great. And mm-hmm. like I said to you, I'm all in. Like, I, I love that idea. But is that, is Vicky's offense designed to do it that way? I guess is sort of what I'm trying to get at. What do you think? No, I don't think so. Only because, I mean, she has like the size, but not quite as many as Connecticut. So I don't think that's something that can necessarily match up mm-hmm. with them. For Dallas, I think it's more about the shooting part, making sure that they are able uh, to make those shots and given the space to do that. So I think that's what her bigs are going to be most used for. I don't think you're going to see uh, anyone <laughs> playing the two uh, like a walk or <laughs> Isabel. Okay. I mean, I, it, listen, that's the dream, but mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. That's probably unlikely. Well, let's <laughs> talk about who are uh, her choices in the backcourt and let us say Dallas wins uh, ghosts of point guard recent past while we're at it right after this. But first I want to talk about built bars and Oh my God, I am getting a look at the ad copy and they have something, Harry, they have something called brownie batter puffs. Okay. Uh, This is new to me. Uh, 140 calories, 17 grams of protein and only seven grams of sugar. Uh, Mm. I have become Independence uh, may be the wrong word to use, but uh, on the built bar, when I go back and forth to Brooklyn to go cover Liberty Games and go mm-hmm. see what's going on, uh, to have that extra boost where I'm able to eat something, not be starving, and make sure I get what I need. Uh, mm-hmm. My family as well uh, has fallen in love with the built bar puffs. It's just something mm-hmm. everybody loves there. So I'm going to encourage you and me and everybody to go get some brownie batter puffs, which I'm going to do right when we finish recording this, go to build.com and use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and get 15% off your order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. And Ari, let me tell you, when you do it, make sure you let them know that my grandma, or that grandma Myrna sent you. Okay. Very important. Very important. Okay. Okay, good. I'm glad we're on the same page about that. So Mariah Jefferson... I just looked this up, so I'm not misremembering. Mm-hmm. She's making 80% of her threes since arriving in Minnesota. 80%. Mm-hmm. That seems good. That seems good to me, right? Mm-hmm. So letting her go, I understand, and we talked about this last time you were on the program, right? There's a mm-hmm. lot of point cards trying to figure things out. Uh, how do we feel about this? You know, it's two games in, small sample, but mm-hmm. Yeah, to me, like (laughs) this just makes me a little salty (laughs) just because this keeps happening with Dallas. You let a player go and then they go and shine somewhere else. Mm -hmm. But in Mariah's case specifically, you know, she has that injury history and the Lynx really needed a player. So with them not, I mean, I feel like the Wings were almost afraid to push her to her limits just because of the history and what they've seen and what it took for her to get back. But the links <laughs> they needed the help they were in a tough spot and it's good that she's been really effective and you know i i really hope that she remains healthy uh for the rest of the season but my goodness <laughs> so many good players from the wings have just gone on and done done big things listen i've had the privilege of covering mariah jefferson she since she was an undergraduate at uconn and and nobody around the league uh has a better reputation off the court than Mariah Jefferson. Everybody wishes her well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, to your point about this, right, 
yeah, maybe the wings were reluctant to push her. Maybe it was a question of minutes, but it isn't like they flipped her for a pick. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they're on the hook to pay her. Minnesota brings her in. And then you want to talk about pushing. I was watching and she gets her fourth foul. And I think, all right, well, Cheryl's got to put her on the bench now. That's too bad. I wanted to see more of her there. But good news, Cheryl just rolled with it. Apparently, Cheryl Reeve is just in push her chips to the center of the table mode about everything she's doing now on and off the court and just kept Mariah out there. Mariah kept playing well and kept hitting big shots. And she's been just remarkably effective for them. Now, that said, all right. Are the wins in win now mode? Are the wins in win later mode? If you're in win later mode and you've got this young team that you're trying to put together, then Veronica Burton's got to get the lion's share of the minutes. You got to give her the opportunity at point guard. On the mm-hmm. other hand, you just signed Enrique to this massive extension if you're Greg Bibb. You bring mm-hmm. in Sierra McCowan. You made the playoffs last year. And when we talked to him uh, preseason, what he said was, Anything short of making the playoffs would be a disappointment mm-hmm. this season. So that's not really where they're at. And, and so here, here's my open-ended question. Where's Dallas on the success cycle? Because I can't figure it out. You know, I don't think we'll see them in the bottom uh, towards seven and eight. I think they might creep up to six, possibly five. But that's really going to come down to consistency. You know, mm-hmm. we saw them play against Washington, and it's like, you know, who is this team? what happened just from, you know, a couple of days ago. Um, But if that keeps happening throughout the season, then we're, I mean, they could actually miss the playoffs because you have teams that are improving and getting better. Um, I say they're probably this year. I don't, I'm Mm -hmm. I'm just, there are 12, I came in thinking there were 10 playoff contenders, but I Mm -hmm. now there are 12 playoff contenders. Yeah. It's just, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, no. Yeah, no, I mean, Everyone's getting better. Like I was, I've been surprised by Indiana. Like, whoa, you know, just the gap is closing between the bottom half and the top half of the standings. And I think the wings are a little bit past the win later mode. They have to be win now. And like you said, anything or like Greg Bibb said, anything less than making the playoffs is going to be a failure. It's not even making the playoffs. Like they're going to have to win that first game, I believe, in order for this team to have a successful season you can't really argue that they've made progress if they don't do that mm-hmm. so I, I totally agree with you and i guess that even takes you back to just you know people like charlie collier are kind of betwixt in between when mm-hmm. you think about roles on this team i know we said you know moving the backcourt but you know charlie is somebody with a world of talent she got mm-hmm. picked first overall for a reason i know it was not considered the strongest draft class, but Charlie Collier would have been a top pick, you know, if not number one, but somebody would have picked early in just about any draft that I've ever covered. And she's just not getting the reps out there to be able to see what she's capable of doing. I I, I just, I, I worry about that. I worry about, you talk about people going elsewhere and thriving. Is Charlie Collier the next person to go elsewhere and thrive if Dallas can't get her the reps? Ooh. Personally, I hope not, but as such a high pick, I do not believe that's something that we're going to see, especially not right away. You know, she's coming off of the knee scope in the offseason, so maybe it's just taking a little bit more time uh, just for her to get those minutes. So we'll see. Maybe she's still rehabbing, um, but no, she's she's not going to be out the door, especially not so soon. The truth of the matter is, and this goes to the larger WNBA question, you know, we, we could talk all we want about – 
how there needs to be more roster spots. And that can be done in a lot of ways. It can be done through expansion. It can be do, done simply by expanding the rosters. It can be done by a G League. It can be done by having an injured list. There's all these different ways. But there's a related issue and one that can't really be solved by anything other than expansion, which is to say you can have a spot on a roster. Charlie College got a spot on the roster, but you're mm-hmm. not getting reps. You know, you're you're not going to have teams if you move to 14 or 15 on a roster with 14 or 15 person rotations. That's just not mm-hmm. how how it works in basketball. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that I think is lost sometimes in that conversation. I, I hope we get to see more of Charlie. I I I think she's somebody with a world of talent, but you know, so many on Dallas who do. Mm-hmm. So, You're so uneasy, Howard. Just really something. It just you know what it feels like. I feel like the Dallas wins are a jigsaw puzzle with a lot of pieces on the table, but they're not mm-hmm. put together. I look at other rosters and I feel like I all right, I see where that piece goes. Oh, that mm-hmm. that piece is gonna fit. That piece is coming. You know, you can get that piece next year. And mm-hmm. that's the thing I keep just trying to get my mind around by the way here's another example as we're talking about this with like the pieces that don't necessarily fit marina mabry is hitting 50 percent for threes on five attempts per game Mm. Uh, i've been so high on her dating back to notre dame where people were sleeping on her as a defensive player um but she had you could go in and look you go to synergy she was holding opponents consistently she's obviously got this defensive intensity her steals have always been elevated and so she does great things. And you'd say, oh, well, this is a perfect person to essentially give you 25 minutes a game at the two guard. But mm-hmm. I, I understand, and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, that there's another person who gets about 35 minutes a game at the two guard spot for the Dallas mm-hmm. Wings right now um, named Enrique Agumawale. Am, mm-hmm. am, am I mistaken about that? No, no, not at all. <laughs> so, what, so where do they go together, right? I know they, they played together last year, but you can't play them together on a regular basis and still get Veronica Burton the time that she needs in order to prove herself. Another player I'm high on. I mean, I there isn't a player. I'm not somebody who just will, like, throw praise at everyone and just be like, oh, let's give everybody their flowers. Like, I, I, That's not me. But mm-hmm. everyone on this Dallas Wings team, I say, God, they're talented. They have a clear WNBA future. But together? I don't know. How does it work? What do you, what would you do with Mabry? I would still try and fit her in as much as possible. She's a hot hand. And like you said, all of those positives. Now she is not another person that the wings need to let out of the door. But like you said, you know, she's at the two, not necessarily running the one. Uh, you could try and fit them in there together, but not necessarily for a long time. Uh, mm-hmm. Coach Johnson seems to have like a, like a four or five minute rotation, so I feel like they would get their minutes that way, if not necessarily together, it'd be separate. Uh, one thing that kind of is not okay with Mabry is, well, for Mabry is that she doesn't get to start all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, she really does come in and just, she's that energy. And she's been that, she's always that energy either coming off the bench or when she does get to start. Mm-hmm. And she should be utilized more. And I believe that she will be. So. Ultimately, she played a fair amount of one in mm-hmm. the most recent game, you know, the loss uh, to Washington, but also, and, and we haven't even gotten to, you, you know, someone like Ty Harris, mm-hmm. Ty Harris is not an elderly veteran. Ty Harris right. was seventh overall pick a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, someone like Alicia Gray, I guess is ancient by the standards of this team. Yeah. You know, I, I refuse to believe 
that she is ancient because I remember covering her at South Carolina. So that mm -hmm. can't possibly be because what does that say about me? But Alicia Gray obviously has energy, Britain's defense. You know, there's there's just a lot of different players who are able to do that. And finding that mix is hard. Now, Biv said something fascinating hmm. in the last preseason avail he did where he talked about Marina as maybe at the three. Mm. But I don't think we've seen her at the three mm -hmm. so far this year, right? I mean, you've seen them. I, I, you've seen them closer than I have. Tell me. Yeah, no, not yet. Not yet. But like you said, when everybody is back, you're going to see those different rotations. Mm -hmm. Like It won't be those bigger players <laughs> playing the three and the two. Um, it's going to be uh, just more spread out. I am I I'm love how amused you are by my, like, let all the bigs play lineup. I really enjoy that. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I, against I, the bigger teams, they're going to need that. But you're not wrong. That's definitely how it's going to go. All right. I, before we get into just kind of what's next, mm -hmm. uh, which is also interesting to me, I do want to mention Sakara. Uh, they are our title sponsor today. And they're a wellness company anchored in food as medicine on a mission to nourish your body through the plower, power of plants. Their nutritionally designed chef-crafted breakfast, lunch, and dinners are made with powerful plant-rich ingredients, helping to boost your energy, support your digestion, curb your sugar cravings, and get your skin glow. I mean, other people's skin glow. My skin's never going to glow, but that's okay. But <laughs> apparently for other people, I could have it. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash locked on 20 or enter code locked on 20 at checkout. That's S-A-K-A-R-A.com slash locked on 20 to get 20% off your first order. Mm -hmm. All right. So look, two and two in good shape, right? Mm -hmm. I need to get over myself is where we're back because everything's coming together. Players are here. Tierra's going to play. We'll keep talking about it, obviously. Mm -hmm. But then puff ahead. You got Flat Phoenix, Minnesota at home. Minnesota now with Kayla McBride figuring stuff out. Mm -hmm. Multiple games. I mean, can you imagine playing at the Sun twice in three days? I, I'm still picturing <laughs> Nigel Laney going up to the podium after playing against the Sun and just slowly moving up there because it is mm. they're such a physical team. And you mm -hmm. got to do that twice in three days on the road. And then it doesn't get any easier. You're at LA, at Seattle, at Las Vegas. And then you come home for Seattle Storm twice mm -hmm. in three days. Brianna Stewart twice in three days, right? Mm -hmm. So by the time we get to mid-June, is 500 a reasonable goal? You're just treading water through what is just an absolutely monstrous part of the schedule? Yes. They might even be a little bit more than that just because uh, they seem to play better on the road. Uh, you mentioned how they're back-to-back -back against the Sun. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, that's going to be more practice time for the team and Tierra McCallum. So maybe, you know, they might come out of that road trip even better, even if they just come out on two. They still have the time together to try and, you know, get things to gel more. So. I just, I just want fair warning. I'm going to have like an aneurysm on, on Slack talking to you of next week when they're playing in Connecticut twice in three days, Tara McCallum is playing like eight minutes a game. Like I will not be able to process it. It will not, it will not work for me. Just, Against the sun. I don't think they'll be able to get away with that. I agree. So, I agree. so, so we shall see. Now, shall. before I let you go, I just, it's so interesting to me. I've heard this. We obviously want to thank all our listeners for making Lockdown Women's Basketball your first listen mm -hmm. every day. Um, your Twitter handle, which we've talked about, it's mm -hmm. it's all league 
at WNBA Love. It's just fantastic, yes. right? But I have heard that there is a an MNBA men's bet, or maybe it's just NBA. I'm not sure. But there's men's basketball being played uh, in your city. Is that true? Yeah, you know, just a little thing. Western Conference Finals, no big deal. Interesting. Okay. Well, listen. So, in the interest of uh, full disclosure, you should all make your second listen locked on NBA. From mm-hmm. the first jump all the play-in tournament to the last possession of the finals, which apparently uh, Nick Angstadt's Dallas Mavericks are on their way. We're, it's yeah. fascinating to see. So lockdown experts will take you deep inside the playoffs with insight and analysis affecting, now get this, all 30 teams, right? Mm. How do mm-hmm. we there? 12 to 30. That's, that's what I want. So make sure you're listening to them as well. Mm. How awesome would that be? 30 teams, WNBA? I, we would have we would have ample time to see both Charlie Collier and Sarah McCallum play. Yes, and Izzy would get to play thirty five minutes a game too. Mm-hmm. Harry yeah. <laughs> Graham, everyone, make sure you watch. We didn't even get to talk about it. We'll talk about it next time. Go read her story on Arike. Arike shot the lights on uh, down in Dallas. It's a really interesting initiative they've got going on. Uh, mm-hmm. check it out. Love your coverage. Love chatting with you. Thank you for your time. All right. Thank you. This was awesome. You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. <laughs>